What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I believe we are live for episode two of the Retro Slot Podcast featuring Jay Sniperton and some other guy with a beard. <laughs> Yeah. What's what is on? this? This is not a beard. That's that's a beard. That's a beard. <laughs> Yo, I want to uh shout out Ash right now because we have been gushing about the art for the last ten minutes since we started the call for this podcast. It's so good. Oh my god, she just nailed it. She nailed it again. Not that there was any expectation she wouldn't nail it. <laughs> just Absolutely. like we were just shocked as how well she nailed it. We were really happy about it. So yeah. once again, Ash kills it with the art. Yeah, thank you very much, Ash. Yeah. Uh, this Episode week we got a bunch of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about some retro news. We're going to talk about some Ninja Gaiden. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about a whole bunch of other weird stuff in between, I'm sure, as well. Oh, and I got 10 questions for Jay Sniperton. Because uh, he was unreciprocated last week. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably bring that up in my Google Docs. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, what do you want to start with? We still don't have like a format for the show. We're gonna have to like, I guess we're feeling that out still. We can talk about like uh, our weeks and how they went and stuff. You were on vacation. How did that oh go? Oh my god, it was so good. It was such a good vacation. Um, so I played a new game. I don't know if you heard it. It was uh from a small developer, indie developer in Scotland called Golf. Um, <laughs> it's a multiplayer game. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's pretty good, you know. Uh, it's high skill level game. It's easy to get into, but hard to master. You know, one of those games. <laughs> Have you heard Robin Williams uh, act on you know his whole stand up on golf? No. From his, oh my God, you have to listen to that. It's from his 2001 Broadway uh, DVD, and then he's just it's he goes into the Scottish accent. And he's talking about you know just whacking away. You know, it's just, oh, God, it's so good. I'm not going to butcher it because it's it's just too good. But yeah, uh, I also tried some newer games. I tried uh, um, Near Automata, uh, which I wasn't digging. I put about three hours into that. Uh, it's on Game Pass now. So I, I gave that a shot. I didn't really dig on it. And then I tried um, Final Fantasy XV. Uh, and I realized that you basically just hold one button down for the combat in that game. And... Was not impressed, so I put that down. <laughs> and then yeah, went those... back to playing Mario on the new uh, 3D All-Stars Mario collection Aha. on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was having much more fun with that. Have you been playing any of that? I haven't yet. Which one were you playing? Uh, I started with Mario 64. 
Uh, just because I kind of wanted to... I've been playing Mario 64 on a Nintendo 64 lately, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to kind of feel like what the differences were, how it felt. And I got to say, it feels pretty good. It's A lot of people are disappointed with that game because they didn't do like the widescreen thing. And it's only right. 720. They didn't like they didn't do much to that game really. They just got it running, you know, and it runs at 720p instead of 240, right? Right. I did look at I, I watched a couple of people streaming it, and I will say it does look better. Oh yeah. And like when I when I was like testing it and stuff, it it's hard to play. You can actually see some detail and stuff. So it does it does actually look a little bit better. It seems like it's a lot more playable than actually playing it on the 64. Yeah, I mean, so. the Nintendo 64, to me, is one of the hardest consoles to go back to. It's just, it, it not only suffers from that first generation of 3D ugliness, but it also has that weird, like, smearing to it. Like that. Yeah, you were talking about Vaseline. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, the controller is weird. Like, there's so many weird things about that console. Yeah. You know? I mean, Mario 64, I think, it's worth going back to that game on that console but it's nice that you can you can play that game on the switch now <laughs> uh and then i completely switched by uh went by mario sunshine because it's not a good game and started playing galaxy which is now in 1080p and is <laughs> amazing that game You're is make so some good enemies, man you're gonna make some enemies here that's all right that's kind of my favorite thing to do <laughs> I haven't played Sunshine yet, but yeah, I've, I've never really played it either. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't really have a feeling on whether it's a good game or not. I know it gets, it gets, gets a bad rap. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, it always seemed weird to me that it was like a Mario game with like a jetpack. But whatever, well, you're I've never washing really people it. off. You're like, you're like rinsing them off. They're all dirty and like rinsing yeah. them off and stuff. But Galaxy is one of my favorite games. Like it's up there for oh, an yeah, all time so great game. It's so fun. It doesn't even. It's a weird Mario game because it doesn't have, it doesn't look like Mario game, right? It looks like something else. Certain parts of it look like Mario. Obviously, Mario's in it, um, but it's just such a weird concept, and it's so much fun. They just go crazy with it. Um, it's a little disappointing that Mario Galaxy Two isn't on that list, but I did actually play. I probably played, I don't know, six to ten hours of Galaxy um, mm. on the Switch. I played it on the Switch and on the TV. It looks great on the TV as well. I mean, how long is that game, really? Probably not more than 20 or 25 hours, know. right? Yeah, I don't know. I I completed it when I first bought it on the Wii, uh, but I don't really have a good feeling for how long it is. I do remember, like, you know, how the gravity, like, the planets kind of pull you from one to another and stuff. I always thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, they do a lot of fun stuff with that. Um, it's, just a, it's just a damn cool game. It's... It, it's a little sad that they kind of went back to kind of more normal. Although mm -hmm. I haven't played Mario World a lot, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo? 3D World. Oh, for the Galaxy? Wii U. Oh, yes. Um, and people World. really like that, so you know yeah. maybe it's not a shame. But it, it was a cool concept. It was a really good game. How about you? What have you been up to for the last two weeks? Uh, just trying to like organize the house you know kids and all that stuff and uh so buying shelves for the garage and trying to get some stuff out of the office i'd like to eventually get it to a point where i can show off things because right now it's yeah. just you know it's just not <laughs> i don't want anybody looking in here no but um 
I uh, have been playing on Mondays. I've been playing Link to the Past because I had never beat it before. Oh, okay. So I'm farther now than I ever have been. And uh, I don't understand why anybody would want to watch somebody get frustrated and try to figure out these dungeons by themselves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people are like trying to help me and stuff. I'm like, but you've played this before. Like you're acting like I should know this stuff. And I'm like, that's not obvious. Like there's no real cue. To do these things a lot of the time in that game so like i'm like going from side to side of the map and trying to figure out how to get things and whatnot it's 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 been fun and it's more satisfying it almost feels like dark souls to me like really like oh my god like the final boss fights a couple of them are you know pretty brutal and uh you have to you have to have like full potions and full health and stuff and i mean it's been nice and i and i'm really trying to challenge myself to beat these games that I've never beat before. Cause there's a lot, yeah. a lot yeah, of, it's funny. Games. I don't remember that game being hard. Oh my God. But I haven't <laughs> played it like in a modern setting. Like I only yeah. played it when it was a new game. Yeah. But, and, and when you're, when you're a kid, obviously you have unlimited time, right? Yeah. Like you have unlimited time. You have found everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know exactly how to play that game. You know, right. <laughs> it's interesting. Did you ever use guides and stuff as a kid? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, like if if there was one available, I mean that was pre-internet days, so you had to actually like have a paper copy of a guide, either in Nintendo Power or some other magazine. Um, yeah, absolutely. If I had access to one, I even remember calling like hotlines to get tips on a game because I was stuck and I was so frustrated, and they would charge you like three or four dollars a minute to Is wait that on the Nintendo hold. one. What's that? Is that the Nintendo one? I don't know if I ever called the Nintendo one. The one I really remember calling was uh, the Sega one. I don't know if it was a Sega-specific one. It must have been. Because I was playing Fantasy Star. I want to say it was Fantasy Star 2. And me and a buddy were playing it. And he, it was like a sleepover kind of thing. And we were trying to beat it. And we were right near the end. But we were stuck as hell. Mm -hmm. So we called up the hotline. And, you know, we had, do you remember cordless phones? The long ass <laughs> antenna. I yeah, we know. had a cordless <laughs> phone on speakerphone. And uh, we started talking while we were on hold. And all of a sudden the phone starts beeping like it's off the hook. We realized that they had picked up and we hadn't realized it. <laughs> we had missed it. Like we missed it. They hung up on us because we, oh, were, no. we weren't paying attention. Um. And I, then I remember my mother got the bill for that. <laughs> and she was. You're getting charged on hold. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were getting charged just to be on hold. It was like a, a 900 number you had to call. Uh, it was like, it was expensive too. Was, I don't remember the exact price, but it was like two or three bucks a minute. How old were you? Man. I don't want to age you here. I'm just. Did your mom Young. think it was one of those those hotlines? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> What 900 number are you calling? Uh... No, she she knew exactly my kind of idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys end up beating the game? Um, yeah, yeah, we definitely did. I don't know if we did it that night, but we definitely beat it. I don't. Yeah, the funny thing is, I can't remember which fantasy star it was. Was it hmm. two, three, or four? I know it was on the Genesis. That's all I really remember about it. Yeah, Link to the Past definitely feels like one of those games, kind of like Pokemon, where if you don't have a guide. <clears throat> or somebody helping you at some point you're gonna miss something because there's like you know there's extra bottles that you can get and there's 
different gear and like and they're just hidden it's all hidden and yeah. uh you have they're behind to, bomb like, walls or yeah well it's like different chunks of the map are only accessible when you have certain abilities and stuff and so you have to like almost either somehow remember off the top of your head i imagine if i had the foldout map it'd probably be very helpful to be like oh that's where the that's where that stone is where I have to lift, but like not having that map, I'm just like trying to remember where stuff is. And, uh, you know, there's like, I just unlocked, I think I've got through the fifth dungeon. So I just unlocked the, the Titan gauntlets. They're literally called Titan gauntlets. Mm. And they're the ones where you can lift like the dark boulders and the, the like big metal ones. And before that, I'm just looking at this. I'm like, I, I know there's something back there, but I can't get to it, you know? So, um, there's just a lot of going back to the same areas over and over and over and over again with different abilities just to to find unlocks and things. And then there's like there's the different worlds, right? So you gotta traverse the the normal world where you're link. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then the other world where you're essentially a bunny, but you have the mirror or whatever. And... It's just been really interesting because I've never experienced it before past the first hour or two. Mm -hmm. Like I was the kind of gamer where if I got stuck and frustrated, think like first or second dungeon, I just stop playing mm -hmm. like, all right, you know, it was a rental. I'd take it back. And that was the end of it. It's just how it was. So forcing yeah. myself to sit down and play it is interesting for sure. That is interesting, right? It's like because some of those games can be like the game we're going to talk about later is extraordinarily difficult. Mm -hmm. But like if that was the game you got when you were a kid, like it might be the only game you got for 9 months, you know, like like if you got a game for your Christmas and your birthday and that was it, you know, you might be just this is your game now. Right. <laughs> so they had to be hard. Yeah. Like the, you know, you can understand why they're hard. Did you ever play A Link Between Worlds, which was the I don't know if it was for the DS or the 3DS, 3DS. honestly. I, I have it, but no, I haven't played it, and I've heard okay. good things. Yeah, it's it's very much like a spiritual sequel to a, a Link to the Past. I'll definitely have to keep that in mind. I don't know if like I want to stay on a Zelda kick or if I'll like come back to it later, because there's so many, you know. So And there's no real good way to stream a 3DS game unless you have the, like, you know, the hacked 3ds or whatever so unless they brought that game to switch which i don't i'm pretty sure it's not but now that they've discontinued the 3ds which you know we could talk about that they've like officially dropped support for the 3ds yeah uh, that was bound and, to happen right yeah i mean yeah the switch is just it's it impedes too much in that market in my opinion so yeah like it's nice when that stuff stays available a little bit later, um, so that you can pick it up. Like if you want to play some of those older games, you can still pick it up, right? Um, and I guess you know the Switch has been out for what three years now. So three years of 3DS and Switch that seems enough. Yeah, but like it's it's weird to completely 
like will nintendo ever do a handheld again like a proper handheld you know or you don't will think they just the switch have... is a proper handheld i'm i mean it's so big i'm just saying like they i think they should probably make a, a mini version of the switch not the switch Lite. i'm saying like a condensed version of the switch yeah uh smaller screen smaller controls and stuff like that but um <laughs> it's gonna end up looking like a vita but uh yeah it's just really interesting how handhelds for nintendo have been such a huge deal especially for me just to not have them around is odd yeah i mean the switch the switch has got a foot in both of those worlds right to me it like having two handhelds at the same time seems a lot of people don't play the switch on a tv at all right is they only play in handheld mode or they only have the switch light you know to me, it's it'd be a little weird to have two, two Nintendo handhelds out there. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not complaining about the Switch at all. It's I guess it's just part of the whole. Um... Why do you hate the Switch? Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, I really like the Switch. When they announced the <laughs> hardware, I was like, "That's freaking awesome." But uh, I think just our society is going in. We're we're in the phase. I think we go into phases where everything, all screens are big. TVs are big, phones are ginormous, you know, Switch is pretty big as far as screens go, tablets are big, and I think eventually we'll probably ride it back down where people will start to get sick of the big screens and we'll maybe taper it down a little bit again, because we've gone through that wave a few times, you know, you think about like Game Gear was huge and uh, the DS was huge and then we kind of made it smaller again and, and then we had the 3DS XL and then the 2DS XL and all that stuff, so... Yeah, I think eventually we'll kind of bring it down, but I, I guess maybe maybe because I'm small, I'm short, that having all these giant things, and then you have like the little tiny. The only thing that I don't like about it when I'm playing in like handheld mode is you got this giant handheld essentially, but like little yeah. tiny itty bitty controls. Like yeah, <laughs> I swapped my Joy Cons out for I don't know if you've seen these. They're like the Hori game grips. Yeah, where it's got like a full size analog yeah, stick, it, a full size yeah. D pad full-size buttons it, it feels chunky and big it's they don't work wirelessly but as long as they're slot slotted into the switch they work great okay. um nice. i've been really happy with those because i got i got big meaty meaty hands their <laughs> <laughs> <Bare> hands yeah <laughs> and uh like this like the vita the biggest problem with the vita for me was it was uncomfortable to play on yeah like, it was it's, like it's really small yeah which is weird. Like, I think my favorite Game Boy is the Game Boy, like the original Game Boy, because you could actually hold on to things. It's yeah. like something to grab onto. Like your 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 hands didn't have to be all crumpled up, you know, <laughs> like to grab onto things. The Vita too, you had to like you had to yeah. twiddle the back of it a little bit, you know. <laughs> I'm like everything you're saying. I'm inputting uh, a woman in there. why is it gotta be everything you're saying and then you got to the twiddling the back and i'm like well i mean still kind of works i don't know why it's gotta be a woman (laughs) i mean whatever floats your boat i'm not judging yeah i'll miss the 3ds i think it was a wonderful console um i'm glad that there's like emulation for it too like Mm -hmm. that's starting to really come out because it's been a you know it's been a hard thing like if you want to share your playthrough of a 3ds game or a ds game it's not been easy for twitch streamers or youtubers right right like pointing a ca- camera at the thing is not a good idea it's always gonna look like shit um mm-hmm. 
like mods to get like HDMI out of those things have been rare and very expensive. So mm -hmm. it's nice to see some some emulation. I think there's even emulation on the Switch now itself. Like you can download games. Oh, probably. Yeah, that would make sense. Which is dope. Um, I mean, it's, you're still compromised because you got to fit two screens on one screen somehow. Um, yeah. But you know, at least those games won't just die with the system that they're on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting. And and somebody on Twitter mentioned the Polymega, and part of me is like, I'm just waiting for the next gen where it's like you can play all the original stuff too, with or without cartridges. You know, whether it's a if uh pga or not and uh but being able to play retro games co-op or multiplayer with people online first mm -hmm. of all i feel like that's that's gotta happen um same thing with like 3ds games and stuff like they've had multiplayer and co-op forever but you have to be in the same vicinity like we're in the time where i feel like they can transcend that but it would have to be, it's going to have to be a third-party company at this point. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the Polymega has the the hardware to do it, but they just have to see that and that potential market. The Polymega, for anybody who doesn't know what the Polymega is, it's a box that's going to be for sale at Walmart relatively soon. It's for pre-order now. I think it's going to cost between $400 and $500. And it's a box that, it's an emulation box. You can put... Basically, any disk system into it from, like, the PlayStation, uh, TurboGrafx-16. I think you could do – I know you could do Sega Saturn. Jeez, what other systems can you put in there? You can put a the bunch discs. of, like, CD-based systems in there. But they're they also don't... selling these blocks that click onto the thing and take cartridges. Mm -hmm. So you can actually play your cartridges on it. The, my biggest problem with the Polymega is, though, it's all software emulation. Right. Well, originally it was going to be FPGA. I think and then, until they found out what FPGA meant, like the developers. <laughs> they, I, I read an interview last night, and they're like, basically, we had to make the hard decision of scrapping that, or we may not have even released it at all. And they're like, it, it allowed us to do things like Saturn emulation, which is apparently a pretty rare thing. Um, but the problem that I have, probably most of all, is that it doesn't support N64, which is like one of the needs that needs to be met soon in my opinion uh it doesn't support gamecube which i find a little bit weird and it doesn't mm. support ps2 it's mm -hmm. like those are some of the biggest systems to i mean it's got to be like so a what right does it support it supports PlayStation <laughs> like everything 1, else say like saturn uh, does it support dreamcast pretty sure it does wait i wonder if it's a power no, limit that you're running you're into. right it doesn't it doesn't support dreamcast either i don't think I wonder if you're just running out of power with a chip that's on there that they can't they can't emulate the higher end stuff. Could be. It, uh, it seems Sega expensive CD. to me, to be honest yes. with you. I haven't ordered one because it just seems expensive for what it provides. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be like a grand to play all your games. You got to get all the attachments, and, and it's stuff. all emulated anyway. Yeah, and so, you can't use ROMs. You have to use original uh, discs or cartridges. I mean, that's probably for legal reasons. If you think about it. Downloading ROMs and whatnot is, is I don't care. gets into a gray. Gets into a gray <laughs> I don't care area. why? I just know that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it supports Sega CD, Sega Saturn, and this is all regions too. So if you're yeah. if you're a multi-region collector or player, then it's it has a lot of value. Uh, Turbo Graphics, PC Engine CD, Neo Geo CD, Neo Geo CD Japan, uh, PS One. Yeah, for all regions basically. 
So yeah, it's it's got to be a power limit. Like if it can't do PS2, it can't do Dream. Like if Dreamcast isn't that hard to emulate, right? I mean, like you your phone so, can easily do had Dreamcast. stuff on CDs. What's that? You, I mean, you can put games on CDs, which I thought was weird. Yeah, it backs up your CD. Actually, is when you pl- put it in, is it it copies it to a hard drive and like makes a right a ROM. So you know, I'm sure that when this thing hits the big like public. Like people are gonna create software that you can load ROMs onto. I'm positive. Oh, I'm but sure. It's it doesn't come like that out of the box, so you're gonna have to right. you're gonna have to make that happen. Probably make it as interesting. I think it's just it's really expensive for what they're offering. Yeah. Like, and that's from somebody I bought my Mister. My Mister cost around five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to me, Back that thing Mr. offers so much more because it feels like I'm playing an original console. You know. Right. In a lot of ways. Can, Not in every Can way. you, uh, I mean, I really haven't researched the Mr. much still, but you should, can we you... should talk about my Mr. I love talking about it. Does it play <laughs> N64 games? No, it's not powerful enough to do. Man. Well, actually, so the people who know about this stuff, they don't, they don't say it's not powerful enough to play N64. They say it's a Herculean effort to actually once you get into those more complex chips, like mm-hmm. the PlayStation or the N64. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It may just be such an effort to do it, like for somebody to sit down and make it happen, that it may be out of reach of humans. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So it may I happen. Did, I did see uh, somebody has a Twitter, and I don't remember the name of it, and there's a project that they're working on. And it's like in the infancy of putting N64 and FPGA. Um, they're currently like in, you know, literally the pictures, it's just like a circuit board with wires coming out of it to a TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like a step-by-step. They're like, okay, now I'm working on color uh, representation and stuff like that. And they're like showing the colors just being all janky and whatnot. But somebody is working on it. I don't know how somebody like analog like a manufacturer is going to get a hold of it but i mean it's probably like a five-year project but for me that's really the system that i want to have uh an fpga version because it's one of the ones that is most difficult to make look good on a on a modern setup yeah i don't know if an fpga is going to help you there though well, it upreses a little bit, you know, you can put the little filters on it and whatnot to kind of like hone it in for whatever display you're working on. Yeah. I don't know. 
You might be right. It, it's a my N64. Like my N64, I could turn off the blur filter on the end of it. You know, it's got a mod chip in it that ha- mm-hmm. that allows me to get RGB out. Um, and it has like that little. It's like a little switch, basically that you can turn off the blur filter. It just is, looks like that, though. I mean, the N64 just looks like that. It's much like the PlayStation. There's nothing you're ever gonna do to a PlayStation that makes it look good. It's just, you know, it's that early <laughs> 3D, man. It, like warping textures and textures that are so low res yeah. that on a modern display, they're never going to look right. I mean, I will say, I'm really curious what they did with the uh, the 3D All-Star stuff, because I do think that Super Mario 64 looks a lot better. Yeah, it looks fantastic. So, and I don't yeah. think they did a ton. So it's like, okay, how do we... How do we do that for everything? You know. Yeah, I think they just upresed it to 720. I think that's I mean, that all they really only... did to it. I know they replaced some voice samples as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anything specific voice sample wise that you can remember? Uh, there's something when you're fighting Bowser that um, it sounds like Mario calls Bowser gay oh. in the original version, and they switched it out so it just says yeah, uh, bye bye. Or something like that. I can't okay. remember specifically. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that's not what I expected there. at all. But yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's just a weird voice sample. It, he doesn't actually call Bowser gay, right? But it sounds like it sounds almost like he does. Right. You know, like that old those old voice samples, kind of a little warbly, yeah, a little bit crunchy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any other news come out this week? Uh. Well, there was some stuff that i found that's uh let me find it again i mean we were talking about the n64 controller earlier somebody's got a kickstarter going for a wireless n64 controller and it kind of looks like um i mean it kind of looks like uh like an xbox controller sort of yeah the brawler 64 i actually uh contributed to this kickstarter um, they this is a wireless version of a controller that they already make. Um, mm-hmm. that's wired. Uh, the mm-hmm. first generation, I guess, had some issues where if you pushed up on the stick, the analog stick, it would bump up against the bumper on the top. Oh no! <laughs> but the, they fixed that in the second generation. People love it. People who uh, love their N sixty four controllers still love this Brawler sixty four controller. And I'm always excited to get a wireless controller, especially mm-hmm. if it's uh. Um, 2.4 G and not Bluetooth, right? Uh, which I think this one is, and it's pretty cheap, right? It's like thirty bucks, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cheap for a for a, for a working Nintendo sixty four controller. Because <laughs> the, it would be the other of... thing about the Nintendo sixty four controller is they wore the fuck out like super fast. Yeah, the joysticks. Yep. Yeah, so it's hard to find one that works really good. So it would kind of uh, work kind of like an eight bit Do, right? Duo. Yeah, I believe controller. so. Um, Which is pretty solid. Yeah, you'll plug it into the controller port, and then it just has like uh, some kind of wireless communication. Uh, but yeah, their Brawler 64 controller is pretty good. It's pretty well liked. I haven't used it myself, but like from what I've read, people really like it. And to get a wireless one sounds great, you know. Right. Um, and it's got it's and it's got like a regular layout to it, right? It's not like the weird tri grip layout. It's just a normal yeah, you don't have to hold your hands layout. Together. The, the left stick is where you think it should be. The D-pad is a normal D-pad. The other thing about the N64 controller, there's so many reasons the N64 controller sucks. 
<laughs> it's like a long, long list. Some people love it, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, some do. Those we call those pe- bad people. People who make bad decisions. <laughs> These are not people to be trusted. The D-pad sucks. Like it's like the first time that I remember Nintendo making a D-pad. That's kind of weird, and it's in like the wrong place. It's not as bad as the GameCube one. Oh wait, the GameCube one. I don't remember actually. <laughs> I was like, "Is he okay? Did we just freeze?" <laughs> um, but it's like you got to move your hand. anyhow. Yeah, it's like a normal Xbox layout. The buttons are in a row of six. So if you play fighting games, I don't know that there's a whole lot of fighting games on the Nintendo sixty four. But if you do play any fighting games, like there's a row of six buttons, uh, which is nice. It's a nice looking controller. Like, what games used the control pad, like the directional control pad on 64 anyways? Do you remember? Man, I'm not that big on the Nintendo 64. I feel like everything used the joystick. I I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that used control pad, but... There must be, right? Maybe Smash Bros. Oh, yeah, Smash Brothers. Something like that. Didn't Smash Brothers use the stick, though, too? Oh, it did, but I'm saying, like, for precise movements and whatnot. You want to be a pro Smash Bro? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any pro Smash players out there that could tell us what you typically play with, uh, you know, joysticker. A pro iPad. Smash Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Smash Bros, apparently there's an NES game being developed with a Wi-Fi chip in it so that you can play with other people around the world. Really? That's it's interesting. Cur- yeah. It's so the cartridge uh, itself has the Wi-Fi chip and communicates. They are like developing the cartridge apparently. Yeah. So currently it's available in browser flash card or emulation, but they're working on like an actual physical cart. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I'll, why is that, that like that? Yeah. That seems like a market that could be tapped into like making modern games yeah. in an 8-bit or 16-bit style that you can play on your original consoles and you can play with other people. Yeah. I think that's relatively common, actually. I think a couple of those come out every year, and they really? get sold. Yeah, like you, you can buy games that have been developed in the last like five to ten years that have come out on cartridges for like sixteen bit. Coffee Crisis, I think, is one uh, where it's like a beat 'em up where you play a, like a coffee barista with a bag of coffee beans and you beat people over the head with it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Do they have Wi-Fi chips though? No, no, the Wi-Fi chips is dope. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, bandwidth is so relatively cheap and quick now that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's amazing, right? Yeah. Like, what if you could just, like, what if they just came out with, like, a new version of Double Dragon that had a Wi-Fi chip in it and you could play with your best friend? Exactly. Like, just That's like what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I, I didn't get about, what like, you're, the, yeah. Polymega should tap into that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. they were the platform that could take any game that you had and make it playable, like why is that? It seems like they probably have talked about it. But that game that we that I just mentioned, the NES one, is called Super Tilt Bro. You can play it on browser for free, I believe, currently. And it said that they're working on the cartridges, but it's going to be a while. It very much did look like an 8-bit version of Super Smash Brothers 2. Like it really does. <laughs> it almost kind of looks like uh, the original, like Super Mario Brothers, like the the one where you have the different levels and you got the power block in the middle and stuff. Yeah, kind of looks like that to me a little bit. Yeah, I'll probably pick this up. This yeah. seems cool. 
<laughs> like sometimes I just want to support somebody who's doing something awesome, even though I'm right. not like a hundred percent. I don't really like Super Smash Brothers that much, but like this is just fucking cool, and I want to support yeah. it. Pretty sweet. And then imagine playing that like on the analog. Yeah. Potentially streaming it. Yeah. Yeah. God, I can't wait for my analog. So it's coming. We got like what, like a month and a half ish, two months maybe. Yeah. Do you remember what they did? They say a time in November. I thought. No, I just thought it was November. Yeah, they just said November, right? And that'll probably Probably November tenth. Probably November tenth. Did you get (laughs) or that? Did you get an Xbox and a PlayStation? I did. Yeah. Yeah, me too. mm, (laughs) It's a lot of money. It's a lot of it's a lot of consoles dropping in November. (laughs) Yeah. And I had to get multiple pre-orders because of the Amazon nonsense where they're sending out like, we may not be able to fulfill all the orders, just Same. heads up. So Dude, I I'm, had to, yeah. I, me and the wife were talking about it. And we were briefly thinking maybe we should like just let them all show up and then flip them on eBay. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> the only way I will do it is if, like, I have it in hand, and all of a sudden they're just exploding on eBay or something. I'm like, well, I can't justify keeping it. If yeah, we're going for fifteen hundred dollars or something like that. I'm like, I, I just can't do it. Maybe what I should do is let it, let it show up, and then put it on eBay for like resale price, just to drive the price of them down on eBay. I mean, you could, but the problem is then you're hitting, you know, you got like twenty percent. You're gonna take a twenty percent cut from fees and shipping and stuff maybe i should just uh, what i was thinking is i was <laughs> just as soon as one ships i'll just cancel the other ones sure yeah if but i don't even yet. know like with the way that shipping is working right now yeah we shipped kinda, it two weeks ago you'll get it eventually yeah 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 i had something literally take like six weeks dude we just got toilet paper that we ordered in like march <laughs> <laughs> It's in stock now. Oh, no kidding. Great. Perfect. Well, it's not like toilet paper is going to go bad. You know, it's like just throw in the Dude, closet. This toilet paper, though. Can I tell you my toilet paper story? Sure. Apparently. You know, obviously, toilet paper was out of stock everywhere. So everyone was panic yeah. buying toilet paper. So my <laughs> wife went on Amazon and was like, literally, like they were having like, like countdown timers to like, okay, it's going to go live now. And then she clicked to order it. She got toilet paper. The entire roll is about the size of a beer can. Okay, we got 36 rolls of it. And, like, if you can picture a beer can, like, for audio listeners, you know how there's, like, an outer diameter of a beer can, and then there's, like, an inner diameter where, like, the lip is, where they, like, stamp the top onto? That is the total width width of toilet paper on these toilet paper rolls. It's, like, super thin. Oh, it's, like... You it's get like a, maximum two poops out of this toilet paper roll. <laughs> maximum. Maximum. I have so many questions. It's and like, it was like, like $36. It was like a dollar a roll. That's like gift wrap width. Like a gift wrap tube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. It's like somebody <laughs> took gift wrap tube, just left it white, and chopped it into like eight pieces and shipped it out as toilet paper. <laughs> Is it like mega thin too? Yeah, it's not that bad actually. It's not that bad. <laughs> He's going through. The I've experience. had worse. Have you ever been to like a uh, like a trailer and they have like the like um you know like a, a motorhome or something and they have like the biodegradable p- yeah. paper 
that's well sucks. technically all paper is biodegradable right yeah but this stuff is like meant to be like super fast <laughs> like, like where i'm not quite it's, done it's with gone. it yet <laughs> it disappeared i was still using that <laughs> <laughs> it's in your hand and all of a sudden it's gone it's like melts in your hand not in your mouth you know it's like the opposite of... <laughs> oh it's terrible my my toilet paper story, I mean, when all that stuff was going down, I was looking yeah. on Amazon, and the only things that I could find were, like, the joke toilet paper. It uh-huh. was, like, oh, you know, yeah. like, toilet paper with a poop emoji on it, or potential, like, certain political figureheads on them and such, yeah. you know? That's the only thing that I could find. I didn't buy any of it. I just, I was like, well, I guess we're going to be using tissue paper or something, like, and I know you're not supposed to use tissue on the toilet, but we're going to be taking lots of showers yeah we'll figure it out yeah i don't know we never actually ran out like we we made it through right. okay i never actually ran into a crisis um but we, you know we were making like mental calculations like how's this gonna go down <laughs> two, two like, squares two squares per wipe that's it yeah. that's all you get i mean we have um we've had we have to get our drain snaked about once a year as it is because we have uh a, a pipe that goes from the basement out to the road that's got a tree above it and the tree has like the roots have like oh. broken the pipe so it's gonna be i think it's around 10 grand to fix that and we're just kind of like eh, we'll just get it snaked out until we can a couple hundred bucks to snake it yeah yeah you know and we have to do that once a year so like we're real careful about what we put down there like and we had yeah. kids so there were like q-tips down there and there were you know you know what i mean <laughs> Oh shit. no! Shit was going on there that wasn't supposed to be going on there. Socks. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not just a magical hole. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there beanie babies down here? What's going on? What kind of adventures did Timmy the beanie baby just go on? Good what Lord. did he ever do to you? <laughs> is that is that our old goldfish? Uh uh oh all right i was really excited about this next news item you put on the document mm-hmm. the street fighter 2 documentary yeah <laughs> yeah all right yeah, so so there's a street fighter 2 documentary in the works and there's a kickstarter on the way so this is like pre-announcement announcement and oh. for some reason i've been kind of into these documentaries like i've been literally like scouring uh, Amazon Prime there's a few there and and you know there's one on Netflix and all these different and and they focus on specific things like you had the the like Donkey Kong Championship documentary which I thought was super fascinating and then you had like your King of game Kong one yeah, yeah yeah King of Kong yeah it was pretty fun and so this one's gonna be Street Fighter 2 and I imagine it's gonna be similar to like the King of Kong where they talk about you know how the game was made and all that stuff and then they talk about the competition part of it because uh, there was a lot and that was like i feel like one of the first arcade games that really had that like we were talking about last week you were talking about like you go into the arcade and everybody's lined up around the street fighter 2 machine yeah uh yeah. and so it's that's pretty cool to think about i imagine it's going to be spanning most of the early 90s and whatnot yeah i'm into street fighter i love street fighter i'm i definitely will watch this i'll probably like if the kickstarter maybe i'll even put Donate toward the Kickstarter if I hear about the yeah. Kickstarter before it closes. But uh, for the most part, I don't find that the King of Kong was awesome. 
But the reason that was awesome because it was covering such an amazing story with mm-hmm. what was that guy's name? Uh, Billy Mitchell and yeah. Weedy. Was that his? What was the other I guy's name? I'm bad with names. So the two guys who were competing for the high score in Donkey Kong in the early 2000s, like you know, 20 years after everybody forgot about Donkey Kong altogether. These guys were still in the thick of it, competing for the high score. And Billy Mitchell was just this over-the-top personality. And the other guy, Weeby, I think his name was, was really this kind of like quiet, subdued guy who just loved playing Donkey Kong. It, it was just a wonderful story. So many of these, to me, are just like, all right, guys, we won't, these video game documentaries seem to be hot, so we're going to assign you to make one. And they're like, oh, okay. And like... This one that's on Netflix that's been getting a lot of airtime, like people keep talking about, like I didn't find was very informative to me. Mm-hmm. There was like a couple of interviews that I thought were somewhat interesting, but it seemed to be like a very surface level, like here's video games. Remember video games from when you were a kid? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I mean, for the so general public, it's, it's probably it's probably good as far as you know Netflix producing a show. You got to hit a wider market, so I understand that. You know, they're they're trying to explain like the background of everything and whatnot. So for, for hardcores that know all that stuff, it's like, Oh yeah, there's a couple little pieces of information here and there, but yeah, yeah I think it's definitely geared towards the kind of, I, I would say layman, but I, I don't really like that word. Just the people that are, you know, that don't know all that stuff. Yeah. Like YouTube is kind of like a weird thing because people can really deep dive into shit with, for unlimited time. Right. It's like, right. As much time as you want to talk about a topic, you can talk about it. And like you can make six videos over the course of six years, just kind of like, well, here's what we knew a year ago. Here's what we know now. You know, and then a year later, like people have like uncovered untold. Like there's a guy called, I think it's called the video game historian. Yeah. But this is what he does. He just makes videos, like good, well produced videos about the history of video games. And it's like, he's got a back catalog that'll take you a week to get through, you know? And there's a ton of, there's 50 of those guys. <laughs> Pretty cool. So it's yeah. Tough, it's like the lore know? of video games. Yeah. Pretty awesome that it's digital form too. Cause it, you know, will be there forever. Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, the name of the street fighter two documentary is called here comes a new challenger. Okay. So keep your eyes out for that one. I will. Uh, there's, there's just a couple of more like smaller things as far as, and, and they're mostly just, you know, stuff you can buy. There's a Game Boy art collection pre-orders are open from bitmap books and they're shipping out of the UK. There's like different versions. So for anybody, and it's, and it covers like both the East and West, uh, cover art. So for somebody like me who pretty much only collects Western stuff, it's kind of tough because there's a lot of Eastern and PAL stuff in there, but it, basically like a coffee table book that has all the different art and whatnot from game boy, which is pretty cool. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then uh fan gamer. And, and this is actually a whole conversation. I feel like fan gamer, they make all sorts of gaming memorabilia and whatnot. They have a conquer from conquers bad fur day plushie with the voice of the original conquer for sale for $32 actually for pre-order right now. Like a poster. Um, Yep, pull string, pretty sure, <laughs> or a button or whatever. Actually, I, we can look at it, but 
my question is is this teasing something oh like a new because, conquer game right like i mean how long has it been does rare still make games really oh yeah yeah they so, made um they're doing uh sea of thieves they got another game coming i mean wouldn't this be the perfect time to bring another conquer game out like People have been know. want. I've been hearing from people like, man, it'd be really cool to have another Conquer game. I, to last... those people, I would say, when's the last time you played a Conquer game? Well, the last one was Xbox, so like twenty years ago. And that was just ago. a remake, right, of the N sixty four game? Uh, they it was a it was like a remake. Plus, they had multiplayer levels or something, right? Live and reloaded, like you could play it online. Because that game's kind of hook was. It's like a mascot. It's like a cute mascot game, which were very popular at the time. But he's got a foul mouth. Right. Toilet humor, lots of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that that kind of thing really makes sense anymore. You know, because mascot, like those mascot games kind of aren't around anymore. Although they're kind of making a comeback. Ratchet and Clank is making a game. Um, Mario has kind of stayed popular. Yeah. Sonic is Sonic Mania was really popular. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does still work. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, why would they other than the just the the whole like retro part of it, but there's they're even selling a glass called the the cock and plucker pub. Hmm. So <laughs> which is I believe a conquer thing in the game, I imagine. Did you ever play the game yourself? A little bit, but again, Same. like I, I have it and I've played it on N64, but this is another reason why I want uh, an easy way to play N64 stuff on uh, modern setups. Cause I don't have, you know, we don't really have the room to have a whole separate setup for retro games. Like ideally you have, you know, like a Sony Trinitron or some kind of old tube TV cause it'll look better, but, um, or with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Run your SCART cables and all that, you know, which I might end up if, if there's no, God, there has to be some kind of thing. Like my brain just goes like analog, analog. Those folks are really smart. They have to be coming up with something. That's where my brain goes. And I, but I've been saying that for years now. So yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I played the Xbox version of it. I didn't really like it, so this isn't. It's a, it's weird though. You're right. It is weird that all this time later they're coming out with a Conquer Plus toy, and like you know, like all this other stuff. I wonder. I wonder if it does mean there's a remake coming or a. If you put this game out again, where do you put it? Switch. Yeah, you think Nintendo. I mean, think about uh, yeah, if they remastered it the same way they did the Super Mario 64. Even if it was like the original game, just like slightly touched up, probably yeah. would sell fairly well. well you probably or just if port they did the a Xbox proper version sequel. over. They could do that. 
Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have like a proper sequel with like, you know, new gen graphics, but yeah, a sequel would be interesting because like, where does Conquer fit in the world now? Right. Would be actually a pretty interesting thing for them to make a sequel about, right? It's like walking around drunk in New York City and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like Mario Odyssey, but dark. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Very dark version of Mario Odyssey. Uh, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do um, a Ninja Gaiden or do you want to do uh, 10 questions? Uh, we'll wait. We'll, we'll do the 10 questions at the end. All right. So Thanks. should we talk about some Ninja Gaiden? So we did a poll this week. Uh, we asked you guys what ninja game was your favorite ninja game out of the three that we randomly chose which were probably the best ones i would say Can there's you think a of lot one? of ninja games that are kind of under the radar they're ninja not games, super popular ninja games were pretty popular for a while there ninjas in in general i think right yeah they were pretty I mean, popular for a while <laughs> somebody was like what about ninja turtles and we're like yeah that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have their own thing where you could just yeah. say, what's the best Ninja Turtles game? T totally. There's so many. Yeah. I haven't played any of the new ones. Like, anything past Super Nintendo, I haven't played. Like, at all. No. There's so many. Um, but w So we put a poll up on Twitter. Uh, the choices were, I believe, Revenge of Shinobi for the Genesis, Strider for the Genesis, uh, Ninja Gaiden for the NES, and, of course, Castle of Illusion. Which uh, the most deadly of ninjas is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so and I mean, Ninja is, Gaiden won by like a long shot. I was surprised yeah, yeah. by the lack of support from my ne Genesis brothers and sisters. <laughs> so I was going to ask because Strider has an NES version. Is it the same game or is it different? No, it's a completely different game. The, okay. Strider was a weird one. Is they made uh, a, a manga, a Japanese comic book. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it manga? Sure. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, they made they made that. They made the arcade version of Strider and the NES version of Strider all at the same time, but developed by three different like groups of people. But all as like a tie-in project. So the NES mm -hmm. version and the arcade version have basically nothing to do with each other. And then the Genesis version was basically a port of the arcade version. But the it sounds I was just going to say, it sounds kind of similar of, of like the original Ninja Gaiden story, too. Yeah, it's very similar. It is. Uh, so Ninja Gaiden was an arcade game and a NES game at the same time, right? They both came out about the same time. They were being developed at the same time by different teams, and they're completely different games. Like, yeah, the arcade games, a double dragon style beat em up and Ninja Gaiden is the like the fast kind of platforming arcade game. Yeah, the the arcade game looked kind of cool to me. Like, I had never, before we started researching this stuff, I had never even heard of it or seen it before. And now I want to play it. It's like, it is like a beat em up kind of game, like Double Dragon. Uh, you know, you, you go to a casino, you go to the streets, you know, it's kind of, you got to jump between multiple levels, almost like Shinobi. Um, it was kind of cool looking. Like, I want to check it out. But, the NES version is a goddamn classic. It needs yeah. to be respected and uh, observed for the, the the genius that it is. Right. <laughs> is there anywhere that you can play the Ninja Gaiden arcade game now? I'm sure it's on MAME. Okay. I was like, it looks like a Neo Geo game. But some people, I did read when the, there's a death screen yeah. of him like 
on a table with like a like a buzz saw. Totally like, like a 007 kind of like it's really brutal. And people were saying that they had like nightmares back then from that end really? scene. Yeah. So people are too sensitive. <laughs> I mean, like think about when we were kids. Like it's not like you can really control that stuff. But yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um. So did you play Ninja Gaiden when you were a kid, or did you oh, come to yes, it as an adult? Absolutely, the first one. Yeah, like, I played it a ton. And and I was saying to you, I was saying to Briar before the the show started that like I can picture, I can hear the death screen in my head. <laughs> I don't remember the exact notes, but it's like do 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 or something like that. Like yeah, that is like a, such a haunting thing because you die so many times. Yeah, you're definitely something you're gonna become very aware of because the game is brutally different. The great thing about this game is that it controls wonderfully. But it's also brutally difficult. Like the the enemy placement is placed in such a way that you basically have to memorize. Like once you get to like, I'd say the third or fourth level, like mm-hmm. you basically have to start memorizing enemy placement because your reflexes just aren't going to cut it. And once you get to the sixth level, like it's you have to know exactly what to do for every enemy in that in that level. I feel like the biggest problem was like. Like you said, you have to memorize stuff because if you don't, you could be mid-jump and then there'd be an enemy that would come from off-screen that you didn't see that yeah. would just totally F you, like those birds. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you're mid-jump and you're like, well, here comes the bird. I'm dead. Like, because yeah. the like the 45-degree angle that you'd kind of, like, bounce off and go straight down into a hole, conveniently placed for yeah. your doom, you know? Yeah, you had this knockback mechanic that was... It was a big knockback. It was like a yeah. couple of inches on like a screen. And it would always, one of the jokes I heard about this game was that you, it's got a life bar, but you'll never know it. Cause you always die from falling into a pit. <laughs> like every time, because pretty much you, you do hit like things do hit you, but the knockback always spits you off into a hole, like a, a you know, an endless pit. Um, but like there is, you do have like a little bit of defense. You have a sword. You have some special weapons. Once you get the spin attack, if you can hold on to that spin attack, you're actually pretty damn powerful, and you can actually use that, you know, to defend yourself pretty well. And it, it even it'll kill bosses in like one hit. Like it's that mm-hmm. powerful. But once you die, you lose it, and it's just gone. And if it's not available on that level, because they're really kind of stingy with the special weapons. Like you might not get a special weapon for an entire level that you're playing, right? It is. It's a brutal, brutal game, but it's it just controls so well. It, it feels so good, you know. Like yeah. you, the running, the jumping, the wall grabbing, and the jumping. You can kind of like bounce between two walls to climb them. You can um, even go up on one wall and stuff too. Yeah, which I feel yeah. like it's kind of rare. Um, was, was it one of the first games that had like the wall? bounce jump mechanic back and forth i don't know i don't know but it felt really good it was a little bit annoying in that it would activate when you didn't want it to sometimes yeah it's true um but it's like the castlevania stair stuff it's like ah, i didn't yeah. want to do that yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean it, it it i don't remember it you know going back that hard it's hard to remember like the first game that had a wall jumping mechanic but it felt really good in that game but it was the first game that had like cinematics in it, right? right. Like the first home console game. And, it's and the funny cinematics were brilliant. 
Yeah, because Tecmo, that was kind of like Tecmo's MO back in the NES too. Like even their sports games kind of had that cinematic, like, you know, come in for the pregame and stuff. So they definitely revolutionized that for the console. But, and and they were also saying that, I believe Ninja Gaiden was one of the first games that had jumping and attacking midair, which is absolutely mm. necessary in that game. If you oh, think yeah. about like all the enemies midair and how different it would be if you couldn't do that. God, I didn't realize it was that too. Yeah. That game is it's really a mind blowing game. Like it's you know, it was one of it's an early NES game too, right? Uh I believe it was eighty eight. Eighty eight, it's not say. that early. To the back of the box. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. And what the NES came out in eighty four, right? Eighty five. Eighty five America. Okay. I believe it was the year before in Japan, I think. So not that early. And then Super Nintendo came out in 91. Yes, that sounds right. God, it seems like it seems like Ninja Gaiden was like there for the entire time that the NES was there. I'm surprised it came out that late. Because they made three yeah, of them, too. Yeah, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at the boxes right now and confirm. So Ninja Gaiden one was eighty nine, Ninja Gaiden two was ninety, and Ninja Gaiden three was ninety one. So three yeah, years in a row, banged them out. Yeah, and I don't think the the cart. I just recently picked up the Ninja Gaiden trilogy on SNES, which is funny because there's a couple of facts that are different in that game actually than the first three. Yeah. Uh yeah, Ninja Gaiden got remade in like on everything, right? It was on everything. Mo most of like the computers got the arcade version, like so if you had a Commodore, MS DOS, like all those weird uh British computers that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like like the Game Gear and the Game Boy got versions. The Game Boy was it was ported from a like it was a different game in development and they just made it a Ninja Gaiden game. Yeah, so it was uh, Shadow of the Ninja for the NES, which is a pretty pricey game now, and I don't, I don't own it. But uh, Ninja Gaiden Shadow was originally owned by Natsumi, which was the developer of Shadow of the Ninja, and it was supposed to be their Game Boy like version of Shadow of the Ninja. But mm -hmm. I think Tecmo was just like, "Yeah, we're just gonna buy that from you," and they changed some of the music uh, to, to kind of more fit the Ninja Gaiden style, and that was basically it. So if you go back and look at like uh, Shadow of the Ninja for NES and then compare it to the Game Boy game, you're like, yeah, that is a different game. Yeah, and but it still pixel, played well. But the character looks somewhat like Ryu from Ninja Gaiden, but right. like nothing else in the game looks anything like Ninja Gaiden. Right. And he's got like this weird grappling hook thing. Oh yeah, it's like Bionic Commando. Yeah, and it was a very like, from what I read, it's actually one of the top like the way that it handles and plays and all that stuff, it's really, really good. So I mm. I actually picked it up a couple of months ago and I haven't played it yet. I'm kind of waiting for Pocket, but kind of excited now to play it. Yeah. Because I haven't I, played the Shadow Ninja yet. I do have the Game Gear version in Ninja Gaiden, and it's okay. It's not nearly as good as the NES version. Right. It's um, it's That's more of a port of the Sega Master System game, I believe. Yeah. The Sega Master System game, I think, is not that bad. Um, but it's weird, like you're you're killing guys in business suits and stuff. It, it's not quite as fantastical as like football players and 
Right. Like, there's all sorts of weird stuff in Ninja Gaiden, right? It's like you yeah. got you got Jason in there, you got killer birds, you got guys with football helmets that just run after you, like cheetahs and stuff. Like it's yeah, weird. I, like and the, then you have like Castlevania enemies where they're all like draped in cloaks and stuff. Yeah. It's a weird mishmash of like themes and stuff. Even the story, like we we touched about we talked about the cutscenes, but the story is bizarre. It's like you start off and you know, your father dies in the cutscene before the game starts. And so you're like on this this uh trip to like figure out like who killed your father. And like it's this kind of noir like storytelling, like the, the cutscenes look very noir, but the mm-hmm. story is just batshit crazy with like demons and the CIA comes in and abducts you and like <laughs> it's like two statues that put together to make a demon. It's a weird it's a weirdo story. A green ninja that you never see again that steals your statue. <laughs> my name is Ryu Hayabusa. Who killed my father? Prepare to yeah. die. It, it it was really cool when I was a kid. It doesn't make any sense, but man, it still looks amazing. Like the art yeah. they use. Like we, if you're watching the video version, we have like a picture of Ryu above the Retro Slot Podcast logo, and like that's right right out of the game. Like it was from the NES. It was super impressive. It's looking very surprised in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say because uh, the the trilogy. I just learned this. They they remastered it basically for the SNES. But something they did. This is a fun fact. I have not played the third one yet, actually. Um, and Ninja Gaiden three was originally made extremely like a lot more difficult to combat game rentals because it was around the time that I believe in Japan, they outlawed game rentals altogether, but they didn't do that in the North. Uh, So the developers were like, well, we're just going to make it like impossibly difficult. So you only have, what is it? Like five continues. And then you start over from the very, very, very beginning. And that's it. Like all of both the other games, one and two have unlimited continues. Yeah. Three doesn't. Uh, yeah. The Super Nintendo version actually gives you unlimited continues. Oh, that's nice. the The yeah. Japanese version gave you a password system for really for Ninja Gaiden Three. Yeah, so you could actually turn your system off and like come back to it the next day and continue where you left off. But basically, with no rentals, there you they owned the game. It's really interesting that they did that separately for like North America. Yeah, they did that for a bunch of games. Like uh, Castlevania Three is famous for that. They actually nerfed some characters. Like the game is significantly harder in North America than it is in Japan because they, you know, they they knew that if they want to sell this thing, people can't beat it when they rent it overnight. Right. It's, it's so weird how I I had not even known that that was a thing until like two days ago. So yeah, I had always thought that Japanese games were harder. When I was a kid, like that was always really? the story that that I heard around the playground was that Japanese games are way harder, and they make them easier for the North American dummies. <laughs> Maybe some of them are harder, but yeah, I, th- I think it is a mishmash. Not. Yeah. Um. And then uh, there's more. There's more Ninja Guidance. There's the Turbo. Have you ever seen the TurboGrafx-16 version? No. So it's it's definitely a better looking in still screenshots. It's a better looking version of Ninja Gaiden, but it does this weird thing where the parallax scrolling is reverse. 
and it just blows your mind and it's unplayable. <laughs> it's, it's like going the opposite direction of a yeah, parade. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't work. It's just so weird that it's hard to play because it, it just looks so weird. Half like running. the background graphics? Yeah, like the in the background, it's it's scrolling in the wrong direction and it just makes <laughs> everything feel awful. <laughs> I'm going to look at a video right now just real yeah. quick. What the? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? Like, otherwise, it looks really good. Except That's for that be one some kind thing. of a bug, right? Like I don't that, know. like the, it's like the best way I can describe it for anybody who's listening is there's a background still that stays perfectly in line with the character you're playing, and everything else is moving around it, but the background and the character stay exactly the same throughout the entire thing. It's yeah. just like, like all the foreground and stuff is moving as you're running over it, but the background there's one point literally i'm looking at a single tree branch with ryu just like following him the entire time <laughs> it's so bizarre i've never seen that before yeah it's it's uh it's too bad because otherwise that thing looks amazing you know it you looks know what like that really probably was version. you know what that probably was is whoever designed it or did the art for that was like yeah we have like one still for the background we don't have the budget to make the entire background for these levels so yeah. we're just going to have the entire still just go with the character and we'll make it look like that. Like, that's the only defense that I can give to this. It doesn't make any sense. That's a horrible error because Ninja Gaiden sold like gangbusters. They had trouble keeping it in stock in stores. For Turbo Graphics? No. Well, all, I think for NES for, NES for sure. Uh, but I know it was hard to find for the Game Gear when it was new because I remember looking for it. Because there weren't many good games for Game Gear. <laughs> you had the Sonic games. Yeah, well, there's a couple of RPGs that are more rare. There's Battletoads for Game Gear. Yeah. Did you <laughs> you don't like Battletoads, I forgot. No, nah, I don't really like Battletoads. Discount Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like it's like Ninja Turtles and Double Dragon had a very difficult child. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Ninja Gaiden, though, it's a fantastic game. I highly recommend it. There's, it's super easy to play now, right? Like, you can play it. Well, I guess it's not that super easy to play. How could you, you play mean, it? You'd have to emulate it or buy a cartridge in an NES, I guess. It's on Switch Live. The first Is it on is. Switch Live? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a great way to play it, then. Yeah. So, it was. it's on there. I. It's on the NES Classic. Uh, I don't know if 2 and 3 are. And I know the first one is. The first one is the one, you know, that's just kind of a necessity. The first one the is first the one. classic. The second one yeah. and the third one are still good games, but they're they're not nearly as legendary as the first one. Right. Uh, I did learn that apparently the final boss, and I'm not going to spoil because I've never played it, the final boss of Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 1, there's a rush there's like you know it's like a multi-boss kind of fight and if you die you start at the beginning of the level mm -hmm. as opposed to the beginning of the boss which is typical and that was a bug yeah that was not intended and tecmo was like eh. <laughs> yeah they like to fix it in in every other like unless you're so this is the difference between losing a guy and like continuing 
But if you just lose a guy in any other part of Ninja Gaiden, you start at the beginning of the sub-level. So if you die in 6-2, you start at 6-2. Right. Except if you make it to the boss. So if you die at 6-3, so there's 6-1, 6-2, 6-3, and then the boss. If you are low on health in 6-3, you need to just die and start again with a new character in 6-3 because you want to go into the boss with high health. Right. Because it's a three-phase boss, and it's a really... The second phase, in particular, is pretty hard. I think. I gotta go back and, like... Because I've recently... I think I got through, like, the fourth or fifth level, and then I just kind of stopped because of time. Yeah. But um, I gotta go back. I don't know if I've ever actually beat it all the way through. It's really hard. I've never beaten it all the way through. I've gotten to the last boss, and I've watched people do it, so I know that it's like it's like I've looked up YouTube videos like how are people doing this and I see them do it but I can't I've never made it happen. Um, it's actually one of the reasons that I got away from the um, uh, Retrokin. Uh, what is it called? Hyperkin Retron. Retron Five. Yeah, that's why I got rid of Retron Five is because I could feel the lag in that and I'm like mm. this game is like. You have to be so fast to kill these enemies yeah. that I'm like, I'm going to try and get an NES and, and see where this, you know, see if this actually makes a difference. And it did. It, yeah. it helped me get much further in the game. Um, but I still haven't beaten it. I haven't gone back to it, though, in a while. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to go back to it. That's why we got to start. Okay. We got to start announcing the game. Right. So we have two weeks to play it. Because we, we chose this game like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> we got to. We gotta give ourselves more time on that. Yeah, for anybody listening, the plan is to start a Twitter specifically for the Retro Slot podcast, and we'll have polls. And actually, I want to do uh, a giveaway the start of it too. So, um, for the for a copy of the Super Mario 3D All Stars, we're gonna be giving that away. Oh, nice! And yeah, we'll have all of the podcast stuff there, so we don't have to clutter up like the DCP feed and whatnot. Yeah, make it a little easier. Uh, somebody mentioned in chat the Ninja Gaiden Black. Did you ever play the Xbox games? I did play the the first Xbox game, and it was awesome. Yeah. But, again, extremely difficult. Yeah. <laughs> they they kind of leaned into, oh, yeah, Ninja Gaiden games are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. It almost reminds me of now the way that, like, Dark Souls are. Like, that's kind of how it was. Like, frustratingly difficult. And I remember I got to a certain boss. It was, like, this big ogre dude. I don't – it was, like, one of the – with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Probably fourth, third, fourth level, something like that. And I just couldn't beat him. And I was like, ah, I guess I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of put it away. But the system was really cool. Like, you know, you'd kill enemies and you'd get these uh, little orbs for like, I can't remember if it was like your super or something like that. But just the way it like auto collected, you know, that whole like mechanic of, you didn't actually have to go over the orb. I don't know why. Like, this is like a quality of life thing for me. But, like, if you were in the vicinity of the little orbs, they go, and they, like, suck to you. Like, I felt like that was kind of a unique thing for that. Yeah. And uh, now you see it a lot more. But um, Remember when Glimmer used to do that? What's that? Remember when Glimmer used to do that? Glimmer? Yeah. In Destiny. 
trying to remember. Now you probably have to walk over to pick it up. Yeah. Now you have to actually physically walk over it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Ten questions? Sure. All right. Let me bring them up. I've brought up. Uh... All right. Ten questions for Jay. There's 11. We're not counting, though. All right. Super Nintendo or Genesis? Super Nintendo. All right. Genesis or Turo Graphics? Genesis. All right. Say two nice things about the Turbo Graphics. It had a really unique controller. And I should play it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played it. Well, you've never played it at all? Nope. None of it? None. Okay. What's the most expensive game that you've owned, but you haven't played? Does testing count? Mm, I would say that's not playing it. You're just testing okay. to see if it works. Little Samson. Oh, okay. That's the most expensive <laughs> game. That's <laughs> that's a pretty high price one. How much does that cost now? Nine hundred dollars or something? No, it's it's in the fifteen hundred range now. Wow. Because of COVID, I didn't pay that, but yeah. Uh, if you could have a complete collection for any consoles, any console, which console would it be? SNES. What console did you miss out on that you'd like to go back and explore the library of? GameCube. What game did you love that you think is a bit shit now? A what? <laughs> what game did you used to love that you think is a bit shit now? <sighs> Batman on Game Boy. Uh, cereal first or milk first? Cereal first. <laughs> first video game you bought with your own money probably like pokemon red oh okay probably uh what is the first game that you beat super mario brothers 3 yeah that's a good one is there a game that you own that's too precious to sell? Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Nobody asks you shit. Uh, probably Super Mario RPG. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's it. That's all the questions. Went cool. fast. It was it was eleven questions. It was one extra. It still went fast. Bonus question. <laughs> I mean, do we want to talk about anything regarding those questions, or do we just want to like leave it how it is? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? You want to you want to explain why you've never played a Turbo Graphics <laughs> fucking monster? I don't even like <laughs> who owned a tur like nobody I knew owned a Turbo Graphics. I owned one because they were selling them for like you did. fifty bucks at the end, of <laughs> like with a game. Actually, I think the most expensive game I own is Kadash, and it's for the Turbo Graphics. What year was this? Were they selling them for fifty bucks? I don't know. It was. Probably, probably the mid nineties. I was like ten. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, nobody, nobody I knew had a Turbo Graphics. Like one person I knew had a Saturn. Uh, one person yeah. I knew had a Dreamcast. Like, 
I didn't oh, really? get any yeah, I didn't get any time with any of that stuff. The Dreamcast like around me was pretty popular. Nobody had a Saturn though. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was a hundred dollars more than a PlayStation and played clockwork night at launch. <laughs> like it was not impressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you could just burn any game for Dreamcast too. That's what like my friends like, look at the games that I have, and he like opens up his CD folder. It's like yeah. they're all burned. Like, dang. Uh Got all of them. Dreamcast was amazing, like at the time. I don't know if you, you remember, but it was it was the first console that did like 480p, like on the regular. It, it just looked so much better than the PlayStation and the Saturn. Like it was it was just a huge step up. Right. Like you'd, you'd they'd advertise NFL 2K on TV, and it was like that looks like real football. Like it looks like real football players. Like it, it right. was amazing. Um, obviously, you know now it doesn't have that effect, but you know the TV technology was different then too. It was like the CRTs didn't have the resolution of modern TVs. I was I'm the same way though. Sega Saturn, I I never even touched. <laughs> but and now, games. like some of those games for Saturn two are like outlandishly expensive. Yeah, yeah. Panzer Dragoon and stuff like in the fifteen hundred range is it really over a grand yeah you know in, game... in like complete condition yeah for sure i've been trying to find a, a copy of panzer dragon orda for the xbox xbox yeah, yeah those aren't super expensive no it's like that's... 40 bucks or something but i've been trying I, I really like that game that's my one of my favorites so describe that game to me i've never played it it's panzer dragon it, so they made three panzer dragoon series for games for the saturn Two of them were on-rail shooters, and one of them was an on-rail shooter combined with an RPG. And then they made an Xbox one called Orta that was very much an on-rail sh- shooter. It went back to the original one and two, uh, but it was much better graphics because it was on the Xbox. And if you have that game, it also now works with the Xbox One X at 4K. You can play it on, at 4K, and it looks stunning. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if the Series X is gonna like uphold any of that. I think it's gonna uphold all of it. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah, dope. Digital Foundry did a good video about Xbox Series X uh, backward compatibility, and it looks like it's gonna be really impressive. Games that you know had trouble running at 30 FPS or 60 FPS on the One X are gonna run pretty close to 60 at 4K on the the Xbox four. <laughs> I like it. That's cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of games that are on the compatibility list are just moving right forward. Cause that, I think it's just a more powerful. It's right. You know, they're, they're, they're using direct X 12, right? They own that. <laughs> they're, they're just making PCs, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's gotten to a point where you're just, yeah, you're just building little mini PCs. Yeah. And it's going to go all digital at some point. I'm sure it will. Like, Oh, yeah. At, at some point, they're not going to be able to produce discs anymore. It's just going to go by the wayside. I, I don't yeah. know whether that's five or ten years. but I mean, I think it's going to take a while just because people have such shitty internet. You know, there's such a wide population of people. I was, I was watching a documentary not that long ago, speaking of documentaries, where a guy has a video game shop, and one of the services he provides is a network connection. So people can come and update their consoles because they buy new games. They bring it home. 
and it says you need to update your console to play this game, but they don't have an internet connection or they have like some kind of data cap that prevents them from having their console connected to the internet. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So until that that's fixed, which is not going to happen in the United States anytime soon. When or where is that? Uh, where was that store that you saw? Uh, I don't. Located? I don't remember. I don't know that they said specifically where it was or if uh, it was. A, it was specifically a documentary about uh, video game, like classic video retro video game stores. So it's probably pretty oh. easy to find, but I don't remember the name of it. Was it on YouTube? No, it's probably on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I'll look for it. Sounds interesting. I feel like uh, retro stores, I don't know if they're popping up more, but they're like starting to stand out a little bit to me. Yeah. Because uh, they're being more of like an authority, you know, and they're starting, they're not just doing retro stuff. Like the, the one near me, like when it first opened, it's like, yeah, we don't take any, we don't do anything after playstation one like they didn't do like xbox or any of that stuff and at a certain point they're just like you know what f it they do switch now they do xbox one they do ps4 they do all of it so it's like yeah. literally anything you could ever want video game wise you can get there essentially where you can ask them and it completely replaces like a GameStop or you know the need for any of that kind of thing yeah their quality of service is way better they have guarantees and you know they test their stuff so it's it's really interesting. I'm curious if that's like a nationwide thing or if it's just my particular local one. My game store is doing very much the same thing. I have a, a a retro game store very close to me, and they have they have PS4 games, Xbox One games, and Switch games. You know, they take them in as trade, and actually, it's a great way to pick up a game that you missed on a on a new generation. I think what did I buy there recently? Oh, I bought the the Nathan Drake uh, collection, which was oh, nice. uh, Uncharted. One, two, and three, I believe, all on one disc for the PlayStation Four. I was like, "Oh, I'm, I didn't even know this was a thing." I'm, I picked it up. Like, pretty sure that they have. I'm trying to remember if they have that collection on. Do they have that collection for PlayStation Three too? I don't know. Or is it just the individual ones? I can't remember. Yeah, and the, and for like PS Four, they had like all of the PlayStation Three and Two and One like box sets. I feel like they had, you know. A lot of those it's pretty cool ratchet and clank and stuff like that well when gamestop inevitably goes out of business like it you know there is a spot still for people who want to buy video games you know yeah. and like especially use video games you know video games are expensive there's there's a theory i've had that like you could just imagine if you could somehow just have media from five years ago how much money you would save Right, you only listen to podcasts from five years ago. You only watch commercials from five years ago. You only watch TV shows from five years ago. Like you're always buying five-year-old technology. It's dirt cheap. Yeah, <laughs> but to you, it's new. Like what the fuck? Right. Like what desert island can we go to where that happens? That iPhone five is looking fresh, friend. Yo, dude, I got a <laughs> razor. It's dope. Yo, it's it's so. <laughs> <laughs> Got my razor for twenty bucks. <laughs> Imagine that! Like you'd be, you'd save so much money just buying five year old stuff all the time, and it's still this stuff, especially in video games. Five year old video games are just as good as brand new video games. Turns out, yeah. but they're like five bucks. 
I'm not rooting for GameStop to go out of business because I think it's going to throw the entire uh, used game economy out. Like, it's just going to go crazy. I'm not rooting for it either because I like the people that work at my local lit game, yeah. GameStop. Like, they're really cool people. Folks that work there are super, super nice most of the time. I've, it's just yeah. like I have issues with their, like, top-down, like, the, the top-level stuff. But if if GameStop dies, then... <sighs> eBay will rule the used game marketplace. Yeah. Well, everything. Yeah. Because GameStop, they actually have like set prices, and a lot of times you can actually find decent prices for for like retro stuff, even though they're constantly like adjusting those prices. Like they don't always go at the same speed that like the market does. So. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, I think it's inevitable. I mean, I, they just run that company so poorly that. To me, it's just a matter of time. I, I was concerned about ordering a PlayStation 5 from them because I didn't know if they'd be in business till November. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like sh- it's going so shitty for them on a, such a consistent basis that I have no idea when they're, they're actually going to pull the trigger and just get out. Um, what, I think there's so many you, things they could do to stay in business, too. Like I was going to ask, what do you think they could do? They, well, they could go back to selling some retro stuff. They could sell PC stuff. Like, PC... PC gaming is booming, right? And like locally, in most people's town, they don't have a place that sells any of it, right? There's no micro center. If there's a Best Buy, they have like four pieces of PC parts. You know, like there's none of it. You can't buy it anywhere. Maybe you got like a local guy who has like a couple of things, but mostly he just wants to fix your iPhone. I don't know. You know, like, so GameStop has, like, an in, like, sell the G- Razer gaming keyboards, sell the mice, sell the headsets, sell, sell a few motherboards, a few processors, you know, get people started. That seems an easy one. Retro gaming stuff, man, that's obviously making a huge comeback. I don't know if that comeback is going to last past the COVID stuff. I really don't know. Um, I feel like it. there has to be some kind of uh, facilitation as far as hardware. That's going to make it sustainable. There needs to be some way to play retro games with somebody else online. Uh, and companies like Limited Run, like more of them pop up. There's the 8-bit, whatever it's called, starting to do like hard copies of things too. Mm-hmm. And make those games more readily available for a lot of people. Like, There's definitely a market there, obviously. We've seen it. But um, my question is, like, what if GameStop made some kind of service where they were like like a subscription service or something. I'm trying to think of like what they that tried that, I believe. They tried to become like a Netflix kind of service, didn't they? Did they? You could go in there and you could basically use their used games as like a rental service. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Me too. I don't remember the details <laughs> at all. Kind of like a game fly, but like yeah. But you just go to the store and you can basically like. I don't remember exactly the details though. That'll be something I look into for next week. <laughs> yeah, or I forget to. It's, it's so weird <laughs> that like the one, the one company that's still standing nationwide is like on the brink, and it just is so confusing to me. Yeah. Like, where do they go wrong? Is it a quality thing? Is it, you know? No, is it's it... you can. Most people just buy this shit on the console itself. You just digitally download it. Yeah. Or you order it off of Amazon and just have it delivered to your house. 
That's true. Yeah, who wants to leave their house? I do. I'm dying to leave my house. <laughs> Get me out of here, man. Help me. <laughs> Went to a restaurant for the first time in like seven months. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I bet that felt over good. The weekend. Like, we haven't been to a restaurant and like sat down in a restaurant since February. Yeah. Like, we remembered because it was like a month after our daughter was born and it was like a whole big outing with a month year old, you know, a one month old yeah baby and that was like the last time that we had gone to a restaurant it was a sushi place did it feel good well that that was february but yeah the going uh over the weekend it was we we were there for like three hours because like everybody was there and it was outside yeah and people were like spread apart and you know just stuff it took a while and started getting a little chilly but yeah i mean it was a good experience had a beer and yeah, I kind of forgot how to order stuff. Like I felt bad. I was like, uh, like I haven't been to a restaurant in seven months. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Our place near me does it really good. Is they you walk up, everything's outside now. They do have indoor seating, but nobody wants to sit out there. It's summertime. Um, you walk up to the front, and they have like an outside hostess, and she just takes your phone number down, and then you go back mm-hmm. to your car and you wait in your car. For like it to be your turn, which is mm-hmm. awesome, right? Because like that's way nicer than standing in a lobby. Yeah, that's kind of how it was for us too. Yeah, they had a phone page. Yeah, we went after the uh, we went there after golf, and we were sitting in outside in the tent in the parking lot. It was it was really nice having beers and shooting the shit. God damn, it's nice to talk to people. Remember when you used to go to bars and like shoot the shit with your friends and fuck. for me that i mean pretty much my opportunity to do that now is cons and so not having that at all this year has been kind of tough yeah yeah that's where we met for the first time it was at the saint jude um play live event. yeah yeah drinking at the bar in the evening we had a had a we had a lot of downtime that weekend yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so being smart, being safe. But yeah, there was uh I can't wait for things to get back to normal if 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 it ever will. You know, this might be the new normal and it's it's tough to cope with that, but Do you think masks will ever go away? I think those are just gonna be like flu season comes around, people are people are wearing masks. I mean, how long have people been wearing masks uh in the east? For a long time. Long time, yeah. So since I was might a kid. Just be the new normal. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody, but a lot of people probably. Yeah. Well, not everybody is wearing them now, which is scary as hell. I do photography yeah. uh, on the weekends. And, like, there's people, like, out with their kids not doing not doing the math thing. Like, scary as hell to me. Like, whatever. I'm not their, I'm not their boss. Yeah. We, we tell our four-year-old, we're like, if you want to come with, you got to wear the mask. And he's like, okay. And he'll, like, yeah. wear it. And he'll, he's gotten used to it now, which is weird. Like. It makes me sad, and and we took our, uh, you know, our daughter who's eight and a half months to the to the restaurant, and, and there was some family with us, and she's like looking at the family like I don't know who you are because they're all wearing masks, and oh, it's like yeah. she has to get used to seeing people with masks, and it's yeah. just weird. That won't that stay dynamic. a thing though. Like family events, people won't be wearing masks. Oh right. Over. Yeah. God, can you imagine that? Like you never know what your family looks like growing up, not knowing what your family looks like, yeah. and everybody's wearing masks. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like having Batman as your father. I don't know what he looks like. I never seen Bruce Wayne before. 
He's got some shifty eyes, man. He's suspicious. <laughs> it's like Ryu. All I see is his eyes. Should we, we wrap this one up? Uh, sure thing. I was just the last thing I was just gonna mention that we didn't uh, talk about was that there was actually a Ninja Gaiden anime. Yeah, this never yeah. came out in the U.S., right? Yeah, no, it didn't. And it it was set between so after two, after two, and three is actually like a prequel, right? Is it? Because I know the Xbox One's a prequel. Really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I believe it's like it's actually pivotal to the story if you're paying attention to the story of Ninja Gaiden, which I know you are, right? I know you're. Yeah, it never came to the U.S. Like, it, I'm sure now it's got like a fan dub, right? Probably. Probably. That actually be worth checking out. I bet that'd be pretty good. It's probably available on YouTube. I'm sure. Somebody put it up there with a fan dub. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. Did you see the Castlevania anime? That's on Netflix. On Netflix? Yeah. I haven't. No. It's, Is it any good? it's pretty good. I don't like anime either. And it I liked it. I find it pretty good. I like Castlevania though. I like Castlevania a lot. Yeah. Um, Those damn stairs. <laughs> it's like the thing. Am I going up? Am I going down? What am I doing? Yeah. So are you gonna keep playing um Link to the Past till you finish it? I yes, and I probably will finish it next Monday. I think I have like two dungeons left, so we're a good fair way through it. And uh, at this point, I you know I've committed, and I'm trying to like learn how to enjoy it. But man, those dungeons are frustrating at times. Yeah. Holy moly! Like you're like the the one last night that I went through. I probably went through it a dozen times before I finally finished it. Like oh, dungeon, God. all the different floors and stuff. Yeah, I would have looked up a guide before that happened, I think. <laughs> I was like, oh, people in chat will help me, which they do, but a lot of times it's like they want to give me help before I've even tried. I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is tough to discuss because it's like, all right, I want to at least try it first, please. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah. All right. I think we should wrap this one up. Thank you to everybody watching. Jay Sniper, and where can people find you? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Sniperton. And I stream in the middle of the night. So if you're ever up, you sure do. Out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're usually sleeping is when I'm streaming. So there you go. That is a fact, Jack. I'm Brian Rabbit. You can find me uh, on other DCP podcasts. Uh, we'll be doing DCP on Thursday. Uh, we also do side quests every Monday. Uh, we are planning on breaking these feeds out so that everybody can listen to just the podcast they want to. Uh, and that should happen very soon. Me and Tefty are working together on that. That should happen very soon. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you next week or in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>